So tonight I'm going to preach on a subject that just I've been led to do, and I've done it before years ago. And I, I just, when I read through the Bible from front to back, Genesis to Revelation, through the, you, you, I started picking up stuff. When I read through the Bible, I make notes. In the back of my Bible, is full, solid. All those white pages are full of, of categories that I look for. Like I look for a deity of Christ verses. I'll put those down. Or I look for the resurrection verse. I put those down. Look for salvation verses. Put those down. And so eventually the back of your Bible just gets solid, full of, st- of information. And you know, you're your own strongest concordance. You basically made your own strongest concordance by reading through. I like because of the fact I did it. I did it from Genesis to Revelation. So I did it. Didn't pick it up from anybody else. Well, one of the things that I'm going to give you tonight is I picked up as I read through the Bible the, the abominations that God specifically talks about in the Bible that we should avoid. Now, it makes sense. I've been married 52 years. I try to avoid things my wife doesn't like. Hard to believe, huh? I try. I said I try to avoid things my wife doesn't like. I don't just purposely do things that is an are abomination to her. And I'll explain, I'll explain a little bit about what abomination is all about. Okay, what makes God sick? What makes God sick? It was just what an abomination is. You know what I mean? In, in the Church of Laodicea, in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, he talks about, he says, I, you're, you're neither hot nor cold. If you were hot, I'd rather have it be hot or cold, but because you're not, you're hot or cold, you're lukewarm. He says, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. The word spew is, is throwing, it's just, the idea visually is throwing up. And that's where this comes from. What makes God sick? Abominations doesn't just bother God. It's like making you sick. It's like making you sick at heart. Terrible. So definition, Funk and Wagner Dictionary, which I happen to like, anything that excites disgust, that's what an abomination is. It excites hatred or excites loathing or strong aversion. That's, that's abomination. Things that make us disgusted. Smells, sights, sounds, feelings, actions. Uh, there's, there's smells that make you want to throw up. If you, if you're, especially some people more than others. There are certain sights that would that would horrify you. It's happening in Israel, by the way. These hardened soldiers are are seeing stuff that is changing them. When they see it, it changes them. You can't get it out of your mind. Never going to get it out of your mind. Abominations, sounds. If I had a chalkboard, boy, that goes back a while, huh? Anybody know what a chalkboard? Okay. If I had a chalkboard and, I, and, you, and you had nails and you take your nails and you go over a chalkboard, that sound, it's an abomination. You don't want to hear that sound anymore. Man, it does something to you. Feelings. You can have feelings the same way in action. Abominable actions is what you're seeing over there in Israel. And the Gaza Strip and what those boys did to some of the things, people they found. It's an, it's an abomination to men and God. The Egyptians were disgusted with the sheep keepers. Maybe you've read through the Bible, you know about that. They didn't, they, the, the uh, Egyptians were similar to where we're at in America almost. A lot of America were, were, were in a place where they were. We've had it so good for so long that we're such sissies and so soft that pretty soon this is what happened to them. They, and, they, and they said, the servant's trade hath been, uh, this is about Jacob coming before Pharaoh. 
servant's trade had been like been about cattle from our youth. That's Jacob talking to uh, Pharaoh. Even until now, both we and also our fathers, that ye may dwell in the land of Goshen. For every shepherd is an abomination unto the Egyptians. Uh, why was it an abomination under the Egyptians? Why were shepherds an abomination under the Egyptians? Oh, oh, they stink, those sheep, a wet sheep. Nasty. And they, they poop a lot. They're just nasty animals. They're not all that clean, white thing you see on TV. It ain't happening. It's sad when a society gets so separated from the real world of farming they're repelled by sight and smell of it. Have you ever cleaned your own chicken? Yeah. How many here have taken a chicken, killed it, feathered it, gutted it, cut it up, and fried it? That's 20%. That's 25%. Now, you girls in this room, you young girls, the, the Italian girl, do you know that chickens actually have feathers? <laughs> you know, when you go to the store, they're not wrapped in cellophane real nice and clean and already gutted and everything else, but that's the way, that's the way the Egyptians were. They got so pampered that they couldn't stand to be around those shepherds. Oh, those shepherds. Otherwise, why would shepherds be an abomination to you? They're nice people. I mean... Well, they were dirty, and they took care of those animals, and they, the smell of their the uh, waste material. And I'm trying to be nice. Okay, some things in the Bible to avoid. This is just straight up and down. We're supposed to avoid sexual perversion, which is what? Sodomy. I talked about that a couple weeks ago. I think it was inordinate affections, abnormal affections. Do you like animals more than people? Oh, this is good preaching. Do you like your dog more than your wife? Wives, do you like your cat more than your husband? Inordinate affection, that's what that is. You should, you should value people like up here. And animals down here. We eat animals. You ever had chicken? You ever had beef? You ever had anything? You ever had ham? Somebody had to kill that animal, clean that animal, and go through all of that I just mentioned. Animals are for eating. Mostly. That's what we we. Do you know how many cows are killed every year? How many chickens are killed every year? There's a chicken for every human being on earth. I heard read that somewhere. One of them's got my name on it. I told you it's going to be different. <clears throat> what is the first? This is the first uh, abomination to God. The Bible is clear about sexual perversion, immorality. It says here in Leviticus, and I'm not going to be, I've already went over this. So thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind it is an abomination, straight up and down. Woman shall not wear that which pertains unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. That's transgenderism. For all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. Period, straight up and down. Can't argue with it. No wiggle room. The second thing we're to avoid, the second abomination we're to avoid idolatry. Well, what's idolatry? Well, it says here, this should be a verse like Colossians 3 5. Mortify therefore your members which are upon earth, fornication, 
almost, I'm going to stop here. Most every sin list, there's five major sin lists in the New Testament. All five major sin lists starts with immorality. What do you think is a problem among people? Immorality. It's a big problem. It's an abomination to God, by the way. He says, mortify the things that are fornication, uncleanness, and order and affection. There it is again. Loving your dog more than your wife. Evil concupiscence and covetousness, which is idolatry. Idolatry simply is replacing God with your money. In other words, the trust. Do you feel secure tonight? Why do you feel secure tonight? Because you got about a million dollars worth of IRA and you're making 5% interest now? Or is it because you own three or four houses and they're all paid off and you got money in the bank? Or is it or is it because where are you getting your security from? Where are you getting your security? It better be God. The Bible is clear enough. It says, even the Bible, and I'm for weapons. I'm for everybody having a gun, man. I'm for everybody. But the truth is, if somebody gets a drop on you, I don't care how many guns you got, you're, you're shot. You're shot, literally. And, 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 and the Bible makes it clear. Uh, a horror, you know, the weapons that we have do not give us a victory. God gives us a victory. Trident submarines does not, do not protect America. God protects America. It's God that's protecting you. He's keeping you alive. Anything you think otherwise is idolatry. You're giving, you're giving credit to something that really doesn't deserve the credit. Only God really deserves the credit. And God doesn't like to be number two He's, because he is number one. He just wants you to know the truth. That's all. That he is number one. He just wants you to know the truth. It's Deuteronomy 18.9. When thou art coming to the land of the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. And these are some of them. The immorality of those nations, the idolatry of those nations, avoid it. And I am cutting this stuff super short. Super short. So special instructions about objects of worship. Do not bring it this, speaking of idolatry, objects of worship. When you go to a foreign land, you, you oh, that's a cute little Buddha. I'll buy that Buddha, right? And I'll bring that home, put it on my shelf. You just brought a demonic power into your house. It's an object of worship. When I went to Haiti, they wanted to sell you all these objects. And search by Aunt Ludovic Louis, which were guiding me there, said, people worship that stuff. Behind those is a spirit. Don't don't take it. Don't take it into your home. You say, hogwash. Remember where that word came from? The graven images of their God shall ye burn with fire, and thou shalt not desire the silver or the gold that's on them, nor take it unto thee. Don't even take the gold or silver off of them, lest thou be snared therein. It is an abomination of the Lord thy God. Look at this one. Neither shalt thou bring an abomination into thy house, lest thou, shall be, lest, lest thou be a cursed thing like it, but thou shalt utterly detest it. Thou shalt utterly abhor it, for it is a cursed thing. I went into a house where people were attending our church for a while, about a year or so. I eventually went over to the house to visit them. And when I went over to the house, I was horrified. There were these uh, Buddhas and an obvious objects of worship from around the world, the various religions. She said, we've been all around the world. We collected all these objects. 
What do you think I did? Shut up, went home? I can't do that. And they don't go here anymore. Do not inquire of them. Thou shalt not do so unto the Lord thy God. <clears throat> For every abomination to the Lord, which he hateth, have they done unto their God, speaking of the seven nations that, that Israel threw out before them, that God actually threw out before them. For even their sons and their daughters, they have burnt in the fire to their gods. They killed their babies, just like we've been doing, the world's doing. For these nations which thou hast shall possess, hearken unto observers of times and unto diviners. <clears throat> but as for thee, the Lord thy God hath not suffered thee to do so. And I just, I cut this really short, but I really want to spend some time on this. Spiritism is real. Demonism is real. There is power there, but you don't want anything to do with that. You want to stay away from that? Don't look up your, what do they look up? And they used to look up in the paper, my horoscope. You don't have a horoscope. There's no such thing as a horoscope. That's all demonic uh, uh, spiritism. Uh, don't look. Don't play a Ouija board ever. It's not a game. It's a big deal. Because what happens is you'll give permission for a spirit to come in and harass you, but you don't have the power to get rid of them like you think you do. Don't do it. Don't mess with them. Man, don't mess with them. Stay away from it. That's what the Bible's message is. Do not sacrifice the second best. These are all under idolatry. Thou shalt not sacrifice unto the Lord thy God any bullock or sheep wherein there is a blemish or evil favoredness, for that is an abomination of the Lord thy God. In other words, give of your best to the Master. Give of the strength of your youth. Clad in our, our, our armor, some. Join in the battle for truth. It's tough getting old. This not, now I'm done with the idolatry. Now we're moving on to this one. The dishonesty is an abomination to God. Thou shalt have a perfect and just weight. You guys at work, you guys at work, subcontract, contract. Ooh, God's watching you. He's watching you. I contracted for 17 years. I didn't take a dime from anybody. I didn't steal anything from anybody. Anything left over on the job went back to the store. And if I wanted something that was left over, which they call the remnant, I would ask the store, can I have this? Otherwise, it is stealing. Steal a nail, go to jail. They call it construction job, no tolerance law. Don't go to a construction job and think you can collect all them scrap two-by-fours. Don't think you can do that. They're not yours. They may burn them. Now, if you get permission, you can have them. If you get permission. You can have them. Don't go and collect them. Don't go out of construction site and start taking stuff. And a perfect weight, that's a, a just measure shall thou have, that the days may be thy days may be lengthened in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. In other words, God's going to bless you for being honest. For all that do such things, all that do unrighteously, are an abomination of the Lord thy God. Now, I talked to a guy that used to sell meat. He worked as a uh, butcher. Are you young people, mate, do you know butch you know butchers? You're familiar with butchers? You go buy meat and you say, give me two pounds of 30% fat hamburger. Yeah, baby. I went, I go down there to feed and seed or whatever it's called. Uh, what's that? Seed the table. <laughs> and I go in there and I say, I want 
fat. She said, man, you know how to eat, don't you? They make, they make it for us. My mom, my wife, my mom, my wife made some goulash. I, I told my wife I haven't had goulash in 20 years. I said, would you make some goulash? My mother used to make it. And she did. And this, when I go home tonight, I may have some. A goulash, goulash, we used to call it goulash. So this uh, butcher, he worked years as a butcher before he got saved. And he told me what he did to his scale was, you have one pound. Is that 16 ounces? He made it 15 ounces. He just adjusted the scale to where you thought you were getting 16, but you were getting 15. And he says we sit, we made all kinds of money in a big period of a year. Made money. I heard the other day the airlines quit doing a olive. They they cut one olive out of. They used to serve drinks on a plane. They used to serve steak on a plane. They cut an olive out of their of menu, and it saved them forty thousand dollars. One olive. It was just a lot of flying going. So this guy said we made all kinds of money. Giving people 15 ounces for 16 ounces. That is an abomination to God. Give people what they pay for. And it would be a good idea to give them a little bit more than they pay for. Boy, the Bible's practical. You think you'd think the Bible had something to do with your day-to-day living, wouldn't you? Pride's an abomination. Now, we all got this problem. We got this problem bad. For everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination of the Lord. They'll hand and ha- go hand in hand. He shall not go unpunished. Six things do I hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. And I'm going to go through all of these. The, the proud look, a proud look. You ever seen a proud look? Oh, yeah. Look Look at any rock and roller, uh, Christian rock, don't make any difference. They're all this. They got this look, man, this proud look. Proud look. But a lot of people do. A lot of people. It's a proud look. It's like rappers, Tupac, they killed him. Big, they killed him. There was a rapper named Big. How many know that? Raise your hand. Raise your hand and ask, get right with God. All right, Big, Tupac. How many remember Tupac? I don't listen to rap music. This is just from reading. They kill him. Proud. Man, them guys are full of pride. Oh, my goodness. Abomination to God. Proud look. You shouldn't have a proud look. There's nothing you have you haven't received from God. You smart? God gave you that. Oh, you used it. But he gave you what? If you didn't have anything to, if you don't have the bicycle to ride, you can't learn to ride a bicycle. Lying is an abomination to God. Proud look, a lying tongue. There are seven things mentioned here. Lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. We're not going into that yet. That's the next one. And so lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but he that deal truly are his delight. I can't tell you, I've known people that would rather, they'd walk two miles and lie rather than stand still and tell the truth. They enjoy making the stuff up. In fact, I met a, the best liar I ever met was in this church. Best liar I ever knew in my life. He was the best I ever. It was almost like talking to the devil himself. Eventually found out about it and had to throw him out of here because he was a wicked man. But he was just, a, he would just make stories up that were fabulous. Trouble was they weren't true. Murder is an abomination. 
Proud look, lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. Obviously murder. Shedding innocent blood is not new. God had authorized government. God has authorized governments to take life for certain crimes. Seven of the Ten Commandments incurred the death penalty in the law of Moses. That was governmental. The Bible says you and I are not to take personal vengeance. It's straightforward. Don't take personal vengeance. But the government has a right to take, per, to take vengeance if they decide to. They got law systems and they do that. Capital punishment is biblical. And so, but I tell you this, innocent blood is the key here. And abortion is the most innocent of all possible blood. Killing someone that never did anything, never said anything, never never offended anybody, never did anything to anybody has got to be the worst offense possible, killing that which is innocent. Now, you may have had an abortion, but you can get you ask God to forgive you. The Bible says if you confess your sins, he favor and justice, forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He will forgive you of that. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. I had a guy that was chosen few. His name was uh, Keith Duman. And Keith called me up. He was getting ready to die. Did I tell this story recently? See, I'm getting to a place. I don't even know if I told the story or not. But anyway, Keith Duman called me all. He said, come to my house. I'm, he had terminal cancer. And he said, come to my house. I got something in my heart. I got to share with somebody. I've never shared it before. And he talked about the chosen few. He was a machine gunner, how he killed so many Chinese. They, they were like a, like a hill, created a hill. They'd go over a hill, he'd shoot them. He said, I melded one barrel, changed another barrel, put a melded the second barrel, killed tens of thousands of people. He said, how can I go to heaven? I said, the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanses us from all sin. He knew who you were going to be. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He knew who you were going to be. But when, he, when Jesus came and hung on that cross, he knew how bad you were going to be. I said, you've repented of it. You've asked Jesus to save you. You were doing it under governmental order, by the way. The heart that devises wicked imaginations is another one. This is a really, really important for today. We are in an age of wicked imaginations. Cell phone, mostly internet. I'll feed the shed. Oh, that's not the first one I'm going to do, not the second one. Now, God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and every imagination or the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. That verse is the reason God flooded the earth and destroyed possibly, possibly 25 billion people that could have lived by the time that the flood came. According to Henry Morris, he was a scientist, he did the numbers. If every family had three kids, they did the numbers. And uh, bottom line is, let's say it was $10 billion. Uh, that's why he killed them all. Every moment of every day and every night, they thought evil, 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 evil. What do you think about? What do you think about? When there's no music, there's no noise, what do you think about? If I was you, I'd think about the Bible. I wouldn't have my mind. I, you know what I do? When the first thing I get up in the morning, and I get up many times during the night, the first thing I try to do is, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, all that is with me, bless his holy name. As I'm walking to the bathroom or as I'm walking to the porch, all that is with me, bless, you know, he's forgiven all my iniquities. He's healed all my diseases. So another one, 
This is an abomination of God. Swift to, swift to, to do mischief. It's, it's, this is a sin list that I have here. I, I, I just gave it to you in context. Back, he talked about backbiters and haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things. That's what it means, swift to do. They, they're inventing evil things. I had a friend of mine years ago that would invent e evil stuff for us to do. He said, let's go siphon all the diesel fuel. There was a bunch of diesel trucks. He said, let's siphon all the diesel fuel out of them diesel trucks. So we did. We siphoned all the diesel fuel on the ground. Just put it on the ground. And man, there was a huff about that. Your preacher has not been very good early on, I'll tell you that. Wherein they think it's strange that you run not with them. It was the same excessive riot speaking evil of you. That has to do, they run, they, they go to mischief, they're inventors of evil. Sowing discord among the brethren. This is uh, six things I hate, yea, seven out of Proverbs chapter six. I think it's 16 through 19. This is the last one. God believes that sowing discord among brethren is an abomination. It's an abomination to him. We should be peacemakers. As much as lieth within you, live peaceably among all men. Is that the Bible? We should try to make peace. Jesus said something like, blessed are the peacemakers in the Beatitudes. If we can make peace, we make peace. Now, sometimes you've you got to go to war to make peace. Sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes people have to go to war to make peace. That's what war does. War makes peace. Since World War II, we've had peace for how long? 75, 80 years, whatever it is. But usually, usually the world doesn't like to be at peace quite that long. But sowing discord among the brethren, you should not be a rabble rouser. You should be a peacemaker, a bridge builder. False witnesses speaketh lies. He that soweth discord among the brethren is another. Of course, that's that's six nineteen there. He says in in Romans six seven sixteen seventeen. These are just a sampling of what's in the Bible. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions. That's that that's a discord and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. If you hang around a person that's a division maker, he's going to draw you in it, or she'll draw you in it. If, ladies, somebody calls you up and all she has to do is criticize people, cause you to think bad about people, or cause you to be aware of, don't take their phone call. Sacrifice of the wicked is abomination. I'm going to be done here. I'm going to finish this. Am I going to finish this? How many slides do I have on there? I'm not going to finish this. That's slide 16. We're done. Next, I'll finish it next week. Because I don't want you thinking, boy, I wish he'd get done. I want you to be thinking what I'm talking about. So I always have the philosophy, leave you hungry. Don't wear you out where you never want to come back. Father, thank you for the Word of God. Woo, dog. Thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that cares about us. Help us to be, help us be made in the image of Christ. Help us to be so biblically involved that our very blood is biblically.
In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.